0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: But Kraus, I think this is a case of a guy who, I mean, heck, we've seen him with Scotty and Michael. I, I think throughout his life, he was belittled.
0: This is the Believe in Trailblazers show. The Portland Trailblazers have won the world championship. On Believe Podcast Network. Boom! Chakalaka! Portland's number one sports podcast network. Now. The Blazers win! 140 to 137. Here's your host, Jordan Schultz. No time to waste. Let's get right into it. This is episode 18 of Believe in Trailblazers on the Believe Podcast Network. Believe is Portland's number one sports podcast network. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? You can find us wherever you get your podcasts: Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Luminary, Stitcher, and tune in. You can hit me up on Twitter, on the air, Jordan, with an O. Give me topics that you want on the show or any Burning Blazers questions you have. Or if you just want to tell me I'm crazy, a lot of people do. A really fun episode, 18 of Believe in Trail Blazers. We have one of the best sports minds in the Northwest coming on to talk Blazers. Joining us now on Believe in Trailblazers, he has been a longtime host in the Portland Sports Radio Arena. He has just been very, very good at his job, and he is very well known to all Portland sports fans on NBC Sports Northwest, Rip City Radio 620, every day from 3 to 7. It's Chad doing. Chad, it is so good to talk to you. What's going on, man?
1: Hey, what's up, Jordan? Great to hear your voice. Glad to hear you well. And... uh yeah, man, I, it's uh, hey. We're we're getting into uh, the summertime. It's nice to see the sunlight out, even though we're stuck at home. I like the blue skies, but definitely like you and everyone else missing sports, man. But it's great to hear your voice, buddy. Glad to see you're well.
0: Absolutely, ditto. I'm glad that you and the rest of the family are healthy right now, Chad. Really means a lot to see that you're still out uh, giving content every day for you know people to be entertained by. Because I'll tell you what. Sports is the release that we all need right now. And unfortunately, that's what we're missing. Uh, But let's just start off with some good news this week in the world of the Portland Trailblazers. Finally, something positive to talk about in the world of the NBA. Uh, The Blazers practice facility as of May 8th, officially announced by the NBA this week that all practice facilities are going to be open to players. Major social distancing restrictions required, though, which, of course, is smart. So... I, obviously, it's a good thing, Chad. Do you think that this means the NBA is any closer to getting going again?
1: Well, I think um it's nice to know that you know the players, I believe, based on what I read, I think it's uh, four players uh, in the facility at a time, and they have to maintain distance. Um they're not going to be allowed to play, you know, like pick up basketball, but they can get in there and work out. I think that's critical for a lot of the guys because you know they're they're like the rest of us. They're at home. they're stuck. They don't have a place to shoot hoop. they don't have a place to work out. Um, And they've really had that structure. They're so accustomed to just get obliterated by the pandemic. So I think it's great that we're going to see these guys get back into the facility. Um, I think the NBA is in a situation right now where they want to finish the season out and they would like to crown an NBA champ. So I think what's going to happen is I think they're quite comfortable waiting until uh, December, late December, Christmas time to start next season, which gives them more time to sit back and see how things unfold over the next few weeks to be able to make a determination on what they're going to do to finish out this year. So I think they're going to do everything they can to try and finish out the season, uh, get the playoffs in and crown a champ, and then you'll see the uh, start of next season sometime in late December. And the reason why I think that makes sense is that if you push back the start date of next uh, season and, let's see, kick things off late December around Christmas time, there's a much better chance you're going to have fans in the stadium uh, and you'll be able to to uh, um, you know, pick up on that revenue uh, based on how things play out with the pandemic. But I, I think that's where the NBA is at right now. I, I, think, uh, I think they have until around sometime in mid-June. There's not an official date, but my guess is they've got a few weeks until they get into probably sometime mid-June, maybe late June, before they have to make that final decision on whether or not they're going to get the season in. But I think they're going to do everything that they can, whether it's finishing out in Vegas uh, or if they go to Disney World. Uh, they're going to look at all possibilities to try and crown a champ and then they'll push the start date back for next season come Christmas time. That would be my guess right now.
0: Now, do you think that that would involve the following season not being 82 games? Would the season going forward just be reworked to starting December in perpetuity? What, what, what does that mean then?
1: Well, I think there'll be 82 games only because I, you know, even though I think the league uh, and Commissioner Silver know that 82 games is probably a, a bit much you know, where are you going to replace that revenue? So, no, I I think it'll be an 82-game schedule, and I think what will happen is is, uh, with the change in schedule, meaning your start date's, uh, let's say, Christmas, that means the uh, regular season into the playoffs will continue through the summertime, and you'll have a champion sometime probably in August, maybe closer to the beginning of September. I think what the league will do is, you know, they've talked about changing the schedule around for years, and I think now's an opportunity uh, to test it out. So I think they'll be monitoring everything. They'll be yeah. monitoring uh, the schedule, how they can space the games out. And then I think what they'll do is they'll really pay attention to uh, the TV ratings and how things, uh, you know, work, especially come summertime when the playoffs are going. Are people watching the games on TV? Uh, are people turning into, uh, you know, the playoffs and the finals, uh, even though they normally take family vacations during that period of time? It'll be a period of evaluation, and I think from there they'll be able to make a decision long-term on how they want to handle the schedule and whether or not that would be something that would become permanent.
0: Now, Chad, I've talked about this already on Believe in Trailblazers. Uh, Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr, uh, he gave an interview talking about how his mindset is off season. He's already looking and acting like he is preparing for next year. Would that be a benefit for the Portland Trailblazers at this point now that the practice facility is actually open? Or should teams like Portland, who you know still has a shot to make the playoffs, three and a half games out behind the Memphis Grizzlies when the season was suspended back March 11th, what is their ideal mindset going forward?
1: Well, I think that varies team to team. You've got to keep in mind with the Warriors. They don't want the season to continue Uh, And it's very simple. They they went through a great effort to tank off the year. They wanted to get a good draft pick. When Curry got hurt early in the season and they didn't have Clay Thompson, they made a decision, you know what, we got a lot of goodwill in the bank. We'll uh, tank off this season. We'll rest. We'll get him healthy. We'll have a good draft pick, and we can restructure the team and go out and look to make a championship run the following year. The problem is now for the Warriors, uh, Steph Curry's healthy. So if you... If you come back and the Warriors have to finish out the season, and you got Steph, and let's say maybe you have Clay now that he's possibly healthy coming off the knee injury, uh, they're going to win more games. And I don't think they want to do that. They want that draft pick, and they want to be uh, they want it to be as good as possible. So they don't want to finish out the year. Um, they would much rather the season end so they can just move on and start their off uh, program. If you're the Trailblazers, uh, different situation where when the season uh, got postponed. Uh, they were beat up. Dame was tired. You know, he was coming off that, that injury right before the All-Star break. Uh, Zach Collins was out. Uh, Nurkic was set to make his return. He's been out for, you know, over a year now. They were a beat-up team that lacked depth, uh, that was, you know, getting by on fumes. But now, you know, if you restart the year, Nurkic's going to be on the floor. You'd have to assume Zach Collins will be ready to play. Uh, Rodney Hood wouldn't, but you get more guys back, and you have a chance to go out there and compete, so I think the Blazers, they'd probably love to get back on the floor, get Nurk and burn before next year, uh, get Zach Collins back into the mix, and they'll be a much better basketball team. So if you're the Blazers, yeah, you probably want to finish out the year. If you're the Warriors, no, you don't, because uh, you worked really hard to try and put yourself in a position to get a good draft pick, and now that Steph Curry's healthy, that could change that. So. Um, you know, I think it's different for each team. The Lakers, they definitely want the season to continue because they know they've got a great chance to go out and win a championship. Yeah. So, um, you know, each team's different in terms of what they're trying to accomplish and, and where they were before the uh, shutdown happened. So um, I think it varies. But for the Trailblazers now, it's just a matter of health, and, and guys are getting healthier. And, and that's the exciting part if you're a Trailblazer fan is that when play does resume, whether it's now or we have to wait until next season, we'll get guys back, which is
0: great. Yeah, I'll just put it this way. I hate LeBron, but even I would be sad if he wasn't able to go and make a run at the championship this year. Like That's how much I really think it needs to happen. We're talking with Chad. Oh. Uh, I mean, right? I, I know that he's not necessarily the most lovable player, but that would just be a travesty if he didn't get to make a run with the Lakers in his first season with AD and everybody and such a great season that they had.
1: Well, uh, I'm going to disagree because um, I think you got it right with your first statement. <laughs> you can't stand LeBron. I no. can't either. Um, the guy, I just I can't take it anymore, man. I think he's a big baby. And mm-hmm. there was, there's nothing I would love more than to watch all these Laker fans, the fake Laker fans, the <laughs> Bron bros crying over the fact that they won't have a chance to go out and win a championship. I would enjoy that because, well, frankly, I don't like the Lakers and I don't like Laker fans. And Braun drives me crazy. And I also enjoy the fact that, uh, you know, LeBron fans who didn't grow up watching MJ are getting a healthy reminder of who the greatest player of all time is. So, uh, yeah, anything that brings suffering to that crew, I'm all about it. So, yeah, if the Lakers don't get to finish out the year and they don't win a championship, so be it.
0: The Bron bandwagon. Uh, you, you love to hate it. Absolutely love to hate it. I'm with you. Everything you just said. Totally agree. Can't disagree whatsoever. We're talking with Chad doing a sports radio host in Portland, Oregon on NBC Sports Northwest. Rip City Radio 620 every day from 3 to 7 in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. So switching gears really quick, I want to – you just brought up the last dance and Michael Jordan. I want to get to the last dance that's been on everybody's minds. Uh, But quickly first, talking about a rumor that has been uh, pretty prominent in Portland media the last couple of years, LaMarcus Aldridge returning to Portland Those whispers have been getting kind of loud the past few months. L.A. even quoted as saying that he wants to return to Rip City to finish his career and that he's told Damian Lillard as such. Do you really think that this could happen and should it happen? Because I'm not totally sold on the idea after his sourpuss attitude leaving the Blazers. And then he made me correct when he wanted to leave the Spurs two or three years later. Yeah, that got settled with Popovich, but he just has trouble fitting into a team or had trouble fitting into a team before.
1: Well, I would take Lamarcus back in a heartbeat. One of the greatest trailblazers of all time. And the reality is, ever since he left, they still haven't found his replacement. They've struggled with that. And so, um, if he can still play and contribute, um, then I think if you can have a chance to bring him back in the right situation, you do it. But, you know, the real key is Dame's on board with it. Um, they've been able to repair their relationship. And, you know, what it, what it comes down to is that. I just want guys who can help the Blazers win. And LaMarcus Aldridge is still a productive player. Um, I also like the fact that he's very, um, and has been throughout his career, very durable. Um, Being able to play big minutes, to be healthy, to be productive. And and uh, he's an underrated defender. He can score on the block. He does a lot of different things that would help the team. So uh, if they have a chance to bring him back, I would welcome him back with uh, open arms. Um, you know, uh, and, and the reality is it's, you know, he's a player, and guys understand that, and if he can help you win, you do it. So I would be open to that. I think the big challenge would be uh, it's not about Dame. I think it's more about <clears throat> the front office um, because there were some, you know, uh, you know, hard feelings there between Neil, LaMarcus, and the way it went down. So they would have to uh, have a discussion and settle it. But if they get on the same page, Dame's on board with it. Um, I would definitely uh, welcome it because <clears throat> Lamarcus is one of my favorite Blazers of all time, but most importantly, a very productive player, one of the best in franchise history. And if uh, he wants to come back and finish out his career and they can make it happen, I'd be all about that. Plus, the Spurs at this stage, you know, they you know, they got question marks because they're getting older and they, they've they got to make a decision on what direction they want to take that team. It may make sense for them at this time uh, to move on from Lamarcus and, and, and go younger and look to rebuild. So, I think it's a possibility, and if they can make it happen, I'd be down.
0: All right, Chad, to to switch gears to The Last Dance, Um, I'm obsessed, uh, the documentary about Michael Jordan and the 97-98 Chicago Bulls. Really, it's about Michael Jordan's entire tenure with the Bulls. It kind of jumps around, uh, you know, 98 and then back to 89 and then 2001. It's a little hard to keep up with sometimes, but I've already watched each episode twice. Um, uh, One thing I can't get over is why in the world Jerry Krause would want to blow that team up after 1998. I mean, I was like nine years old then, so I, I didn't really understand it at the time. And 20 years later, even as I'm watching the last dance, I still don't get it. He He's not alive to defend himself. I'm not trying to rag on Jerry Krause too much, but it makes you think that even winning a championship isn't enough for some people. Do you see that too? I, am I off?
1: Well, first off of Krause, um, I think this is a case of a, a guy who, I mean, heck, we've seen him with Scotty and Michael. I I think throughout his life he was belittled. I think people made fun of him. Uh, They made fun of his height, his weight. Um, He was kind of an awkward guy. So I think he's always been insecure. And the real issue is is that Michael Jordan was the one player that that he did not acquire. He didn't draft MJ. MJ was there before he got there. And then Krause comes in and does a masterful job of of making decisions. He traded Charles Oakley to get Bill Cartwright, knowing that they needed a center. He acquired uh, Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen. Um he made all the changes to the team through draft, through free agency, through trades, and built a team around Michael. Um and he did it two separate times to adjust the team and they had, you know, two separate three peats and won six titles. So he did a lot of work and he did a lot of good work and made a lot of good decisions. But the problem is he never got the credit that he felt like he deserved. It was always MJ and then Phil Jackson. Those were the guys who got the majority of the credit, and I think it drove him crazy. And that's why you hear those comments about it's an organization that wins a championship, it's an organization thing, we have a great organization. Because he was trying to give himself credit because of his insecurity, and if he would have just been able to check his ego and recognize that he didn't have to try and – let people know how great he was because his track record would speak for itself. He would have kept that team together and gave them a chance to come back and make it happen. But here's the reality, I think, for for Krause, and this is the part I don't understand. So we know that before that final season, you know, Phil Jackson was having a hard time getting a deal done and yeah. dealing with Krauss. And then finally Reinsdorf went out uh, to Montana to meet up with Phil, and they got a deal done with no problem, and he came back for that final year. It, the Krauss was making decisions, but he can only do so much, uh, you know, because he's following the orders of his owner. And so I think it's a combination of Reinsdorf probably not wanting to, you know, fit the bill for the high salaries, wanting to try and save money. They knew they could do that if they blew up the team and went young. So I think it's a combination of uh, Reinsdorf who had the ultimate power to direct uh, Kraus. Um, you know, so he should have stepped in and done more, and he didn't. And I think for Kraus— Insecure that guy who wanted more credit couldn't get it because MJ and, and Phil Jackson did and it drove him crazy and it's unfortunate but like always uh, ego insecurity usually bust up dynasties and it happened here so we've seen that time and time again with the dynasties but I think that's what it comes down to insecurity he wanted more credit and he he wasn't able to get it so he thought you know what I'll blow this team up I'm going to rebuild and go young and we're going to go out and win another championship, and then I'll get the credit I deserve, and Phil and Michael won't be here, and I'll be able to get the credit that I feel like I can go out and say I'm the best GM in the game, and, and I think that's what drove him. And it's, it's unfortunate because we didn't get a chance to see the Bulls go out and at least walk off the floor. Even if they were losers, they would have been able to walk off trying to defend their crown. So,
0: and walk off we together. got robbed
1: of that because of ego.
0: Yeah, walk off as a group. I mean, Marcus Pfizer. <laughs> Those kind of draft picks after Michael Jordan, it was just a mess. And all right, I'll take my shot at Jerry Krause. He, what was that that moonwalk that he was doing on the plane after their championship? I think like the first or second one, they showed that highlight in The Last Dance, maybe episode two. He looked pretty funny. Yeah, all right. You know, that I get why he was made fun of. He kind of looks like Danny DeVito in Batman, you know, like Penguin-esque a little bit. All right, there's my shot. So I understand.
1: No, no. He is goofy. looking. I think um, I was talking with Sam Smith last week, the guy who authored Jordan Rules, and what he said was that the one area where Krause, you know, made his mistake was that he always wanted to be considered one of the guys. But Uh. when you're in management, you can't cross those lines. And he wanted to be the GM, but he also wanted to hang out with the players and be one of the fellas. And you just can't do that when you're in that type of position. And so that's why – when you see him on the plane trying to party down with the players and stuff like that, it just it just has a weird feel to it because there, there's a separation there, and and you don't see, you know, most players, uh, most coaches and GMs today, they they keep that separation because they realize that the players don't want those guys around trying to party it up with them when they accomplish something. So it it was strange, very 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 strange. I don't like to see him fight either because he did a good job. Yeah, he, was, he made good decisions and he helped build a team, but. He, he, you know, some of the things he said were crazy, but it is pretty weird to hear Michael and Scotty just, I mean, just go after him. You know, Scotty hated him, Michael hated him, and they, they're always belittling him. In fact, in the last uh, episode, you know, um. He asked for a cigar, and, and MJ's like, no, 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 it'll stunt your growth. I mean, just things like that. I mean, MJ was ruthless on Krauss. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, the guy that's, you know, partly responsible not writing the paychecks for at least keeping him around, though. I agree. And as a GM, you kind of got to be like Brad Pitt is Billy Bean and Moneyball. You can't be friends with these guys. You got to be solid. You might have to trade him. You might have to release him. And there's just no way that you can have that kind of relationship, and that's a much smarter way to go. One question before I wrap it up, Chad, what have you been watching during this quarantine?
1: Well, uh, after I got finished with Tiger King, I, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I've, uh, I'm have i in season four of Little House on the Prairie right now. Um, and uh, I'm going to crush every episode before this pandemic's over. I've always been a huge Michael Landon fan yeah. ever since I was a boy. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back and watch every episode. So uh, I'm pounding Little House on the Prairie right now, which I'm probably the only person in the country doing that. Um, I have really uh, dug in and, and got caught up on my DVR, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bull, love that show, but mostly I've been going back and getting stuck in YouTube mode watching classic games, uh, NBA, NFL from uh, when I was growing up and I've really enjoyed that, so to get my sports fixed I was, I've been spending a lot of time watching classic games on YouTube on a nightly basis.
0: Me too, by the way. I have uh, watched Ozarks. Um, Tiger King was awesome. Do you think Nick Cage is going to be a good show? Exotic? That news is just, uh, I love it. I think it's the perfect match.
1: (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. We all need that in our life, 100%. (sighs)
0: I just think of what was that movie he was in, Leaving Las Vegas, um, where he was yep. like a writer that was dying, and he had a woman that, like, a hooker that he paid to stay with him, but she caught feelings by the end, and it was. Just, I just kind of imagined that on steroids uh, for for the tiger. Yeah, that was Elizabeth
1: Shue. That was the beautiful Elizabeth Shue in that movie. Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, leaving Las Vegas is good, but yeah, Cage. I'd like to see Cage take on that that task. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll I'll line up to watch it. 100. percent I'm in.
0: Random Elizabeth Shue, the replacement uh, for the original Jennifer in Back to the Future 2. So, if if you didn't. That's right. Also, um,
1: Allie with an eye from Karate Kid as well.
0: Oh, no way. I got to go back and watch that. I can't even believe that. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. That's how I was introduced to her. I know I'm a little bit older than you, but I was introduced to Elizabeth Shue in Karate Kid and uh, thought she was wonderful. Although I will say this the original Jennifer in the first Back to the Future, much hotter than uh, uh, yeah. Elizabeth Shue's version of Back to the Future. So I did not like to the change there.
0: Yeah, and I hate still going back to watch Back to the Future too because it's obvious that there are reshoots, and I just I can't stand that kind of crap watching movies. Oh, we could talk about this all day, Chad. I really appreciate you coming on Believe in Trailblazers, man. Uh, thanks for your time. Stay healthy, and uh, would love to talk again soon.
1: You got him man, anytime and glad to see you. Well, keep going strong, buddy.
0: Wave at him as he goes. Chad doing NBC Sports Northwest Rip City Radio six twenty. He hosts the afternoon show, the Rip City Drive, three to seven every day with uh Blazers play by play host on the radio, Travis Demers. So really good show if you wanna catch that. Really appreciate Chad coming on and dropping some NBA knowledge. For this week's episode of Believe in Trailblazers. And that's going to do it for episode 18 of Believe in Trailblazers. If you have any burning questions, hit me up on Twitter. On the Air Jordan with an O. This show available wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Please, if you like the show, hit the subscribe and download button on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. really helps the show get out to more listeners. We're going to have some fun content coming up. Uh, Hopefully the NBA resumes soon. Good news on the horizon this week that practice facilities will be open. Hopefully we have a little more to talk about next week regarding that development. I'm Jordan Schultz, and I'll talk to you next week. Rip City, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.